It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, once gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. And good Wednesday morning, everyone. And that's right, it's not Sandy. Uh, Sandy is uh, taking some time off today to prepare for some special shows she's going to have the next couple of days from the CPAC gathering uh, down in Florida. Uh, She's going to be there and interviewing kind of headline conservatives from all over the country. Uh, We are obviously in an election year and much talk about uh, Republicans and uh, Even going beyond this November, uh, there are going to be people there who are very interested in running as Republicans for president in 2024. So uh, make sure you stay stay tuned for those shows tomorrow and uh, and on Friday because the the guests are just going to be fantastic. And you can kind of get a a better picture of the uh, Republican barometer, how things are going. One of the interesting things, of course, uh, former President Trump is going to be speaking, I think, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there. Uh, But there's been some talk about the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, having a very small part in that. You know, a lot of people think, well, DeSantis will be out of the top of a ticket, but some people want Trump. So a very interesting. Anyway, stay tuned. Sandy's going to have all the information, all the latest political gossip that'll come out of the CPAC meetings. Uh, there in Orlando, Florida, over the next couple of days. Meanwhile, you know, I was just thinking, uh, as Christians, we need to step back many times from the news of the day and just remember uh, God is in control, folks, uh, because we're living in a crazy world right now. Uh, so many uh, tensions that are out there, but uh, we serve a Lord that's on the throne. He knows what's going on. He's in complete control. Uh, things may be seeming unraveling for for us in the world, but we are it's it's a result of sin. Uh, we live in a sin sick world, and so we have these tensions. And certainly, uh, right now, a lot of focus of attention on the Ukraine. And uh, overnight, uh, we have now the Ukrainian leaders urging Ukrainians who live in Russia to get out of Russia. No kidding. Uh, that's probably a really good thing to do. Uh, But also overnight, uh, Putin continues to build up his forces in those eastern sections of the Ukraine that are under control of pro-Russian forces, have been for some time. Uh, But he's moved, uh, you know, a military hospital in there. Uh, He's moved more forces into that area. Uh, So he continues to to build his threat uh, to Ukraine. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions as to how far uh, Putin is going to go. Does he want all of Ukraine? Now, he did say in a message this morning, a video address to the Russians this morning, that, you know, he's, uh, he's going to look after what he said, the country's core interests. He says those are non-negotiable. Uh, but he said he's still open to uh, diplomacy. 
Uh, he wants Crimea recognized. Of course, uh, in the Obama years, 2014, uh, he took control of Crimea. Uh, there in the Black Sea, gave him control of that port, and he simply wants recognition of that. And, of course, he wants, as he has stated now several weeks, he wants uh, Ukraine to stay out of NATO. Uh, Yesterday, we had President Joe Biden announcing further sanctions uh, against Biden, uh, going after bank accounts, etc., etc. A lot of people feel that perhaps he hasn't done enough yet. Uh, We will have to wait and see, but, you know, I, I think Putin is aware that he doesn't have to worry about NATO troops coming into the Ukraine to defend the Ukraine. Uh, that is uh, apparently not going to happen. Certainly from the American perspective, Putin, or pardon me, Biden has said that over and over again, there will not be U.S. soldiers on Ukrainian soil. Now, there are U.S. soldiers in other places. Uh, we're talking about Romania, Poland, etc., etc., kind of surrounding And I guess they're just there to guard those other NATO members. But uh, what we're doing, the United States, we, the United States are doing, are giving weapons. Uh, Ukraine has asked for more weapons of defense. In other words, to protect it against a missile attack, ballistic missile attack, etc., etc., from the eastern part of the Ukraine. So that's where we are in all of this this morning. And, of course, in times like this, you get a lot of people offering their opinions on what should be done or what should not be done. It was very interesting this morning. Uh, Senator Joni Ernst, uh, who is the Republican senator from Iowa, she's also a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Uh, She basically has some opinions on what the NATO forces should be doing. America does lead and we would lead NATO as well. But this is where we need those countries involved in NATO to come together and make sure that they have the commitment. This is very important that every one of our NATO allies understands the significance of Russia invading Ukraine. I was at the Munich Security Conference. I do believe they understand uh, the importance of this. Those troops that belong to NATO, they certainly do appreciate the great perspective and leadership that comes from the American fighting man and woman. All right. now, you'll remember during the Trump years, there was a lot of friction uh, between NATO countries and uh, what role the United States should play. And basically, Donald Trump st- stood the NATO countries back on their heels and said, OK, I don't mind being part of NATO, but I'm tired of the United States paying most of the bills. And uh, you need to step step up other NATO countries and do your contribution there. And uh of course, Biden has taken a very different stance in so many different areas, and particular with regards to he is more globalist in his view, and uh, he is softer, quite frankly, on making those kinds of demands for NATO countries. So the bottom line in all of this, we're not sure how this is going to all work out uh, with regards to will the sanctions announced yesterday by the United States and other NATO countries uh, as I say, sanctions against bank accounts of some of the uh, the the leadership there in 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 Russia, uh, but also Russian bank accounts in other banks around the world, et cetera, et cetera, that supply money for the Russian debt, all of that sort of thing. Will that work? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. A lot of people believe that Putin has kind of put all of that in his calculation. He's he's 
he's kind of assessed what the West was going to do if he did what he is doing right now. And uh, many believe that he believes that he can withstand it. Because the big stick that Putin has is the West, particularly Germany and other uh, European countries, their dependence on Russian oil and natural gas. Uh, One of the things that was announced in the last 48 hours is that the United States certainly would remove its approval of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline down through the Baltic Sea. Uh, But there are other pipelines that run through countries like Poland that run through Ukraine. Uh, So they are so dependent on that oil. And energy, energy is key here. And it was very interesting yesterday when uh, President Joe Biden had a news conference to update the country on what was happening and announce those sanctions. He had something to say about, and I'll let you listen to the clip, and it was a warning to Americans that we are going to pay a price for what is going on in those tensions uh, with involving Ukraine. Have a listen. It's cut number one. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. But as we will do, but as we do this, I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at a Russian economy, not ours. Well, it's it's very interesting because he didn't say really outright what he really meant. And what he was really talking about, folks, let's get down to the very basics and all of this. What he was really talking about, if you think gas prices are high now, you just wait. Because we're now hearing projections of average gasoline prices across the country of $5 a gallon. Some are even predicting up to $7 a gallon. Now, why is that? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. We all know it. Joe Biden basically has, from day one of his administration, in January of last year, declared war on our fossil fuel industry. And so he has basically, he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He has also made it very difficult for new leases on oil and gas, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes, uh, opening up more oil wells so that we keep the dependence or independence that we had under uh, Donald Trump. And... Joe Biden has forsaken that. It was very interesting. Jesse Waters, who's uh, one of the Fox News hosts, he hit an editorial last night. <laughs> he would want. He says he wants Biden to do something for us instead of against us. Cut number two. Joe's running out of friends and options. He spent years telling us he was Putin's worst enemy. The minute Joe got into office, he dropped sanctions on Russia's pipeline to Germany. And he killed our pipeline from Canada. This does feel like a war's begun. It didn't take long for Americans to feel it in their bank accounts. So the people don't care about Russia or the Ukraine the way the Europeans do. We care about our money, our borders, and our safety. We just want Biden to do something for us for once. Not his donors, not the allies and his family members. Just once for us. Yeah, just once for us. You know, at times like these, when Ukraine is making a lot of headlines, uh, we forget some of the other news that's happening. And there was a very interesting story related to energy here and our energy uh, independence, which quickly seems to be disappearing. And this is a, a ruling 
Now, this story just came out yesterday, even though it involved a federal judge's ruling on February the 11th. U.S. District Judge James Kane of the Western District of Louisiana blocked federal agencies from using an estimate known as the social cost of carbon to assess pollution from carbon emissions by energy production and other industrial sources. Now, that sounds like a lot of gooblygook. But basically, when Joe Biden came into office, he's a believer in global warming, better known now on the left as climate change, but that's what they're talking about, global warming. And so what he did... Joe Biden, on his first day in office, restored the climate cost estimate to about $51 per ton of carbon dioxide emissions. All right? So that's a penalty. He estimated. Now, Donald Trump had reduced that figure to $7 or less per ton. Joe Biden bumps it up. You know, what is 7 times 7 is 49. So, I mean, he increased it dramatically. Now, why is that important? Because when the federal government leases out federal lands to states, they would add that extra charge on leasing costs, which would mean it costs a whole lot more to get that oil and gas out of the ground. So that's why there were uh, 10 uh, Republican attorneys generals went to court to sue Biden's, it was an executive order, arguing that Biden lacked the authority to raise climate cost estimates under the Constitution which gives that power solely to Congress. So that federal judge agreed. So all of that to say, once again, because Biden has declared war on our fossil fuels, now we have this situation in the Ukraine that's that's basically cutting off or trying to cut off Russian oil and gas to punish Putin. That's going to raise costs even more And that means higher costs for you and me, not only at the gas pump, but for the products that we pay for. They need gasoline to get into your stores. All right. There it is. That's the latest situation on that front. But there's much more to come here on Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred Jackson sitting in. We're back to talk about the American version of that trucker convoy that we heard so much about in Canada over the last few weeks. More on that coming up right after the break. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. 
Today, we pray for Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House in the United States House of Representatives. She represents her home district in the state of California and also helps lead our country on a national level as House Speaker. Philippians 2.3 reminds us of the qualities of a good leader. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Nancy Pelosi in her role as Speaker of the House. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. At Liberty University, we're proud to support those who serve and protect us every day, like first responders and past and present military members and their spouses. As thanks for your service, we offer special tuition rates and discounts. You'll also find deployment-friendly classes and degrees tailored to your specific interests and career goals. Learn how Liberty designs degrees just for you by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Kids in a grade school math class were supposed to be learning that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Instead, they got a lesson on the birds and the bees. And then some. Connor Martin posted photos of the controversial math assignment on social media. You can see it for yourself at ToddStearns.com. His child's so-called math homework from the Troy R-3 School District in Missouri included word problems that mentioned sexual assault and prostitution. Here's one. Trying to support her son as a single mother, she worked as a pimp, prostitute, and a blank. The choices were broke, drug dealer, and nightclub dancer. The school district has yet to explain why the math teacher considered this sort of vulgarity to be suitable for children. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you should at all costs get your child into a good private school or better yet, homeschool. At least little Susie will have a fighting chance to know how to do long-form division. My new book is available, Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Draw. You can get a copy at ToddSterns.com. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy today. Well, a story that has caught the attention of the world Uh, was the uh, Freedom Convoy in Canada that took place over the last two or three weeks. Uh, Truckers from across the country. And and what precipitated, just a quick reminder of that that convoy that descended upon the uh, Canadian capital of Ottawa, was an edict that came from Prime Minister Trudeau that Canadian truckers returning from the United States Uh, would have to show proof of vaccination. If they could not, they would basically have to pull their rigs over for two weeks. They could not do anything for two weeks. And so that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, There was a lot of frustration, as there is in this country, over the ongoing mandates, uh, you know, vaccination passports, et cetera, et cetera. And so the truckers in Canada said, we've had enough. But what happened... They, they kind of were this catalyst uh, for the pent-up frustration of many Canadians. And so what happened, there were hundreds of, of these trucks that picked up steam. It started out the convoy in Vancouver, British Columbia, started out 
They rolled across the country. By the time they got to Ottawa, there were literally hundreds of trucks and thousands of people came out to support them along the Trans-Canada Highway across the country. They came out waving Canadian flags. And despite the fact that it was a very peaceful protest there in Ottawa, you know, they showed uh, Canadian flags. They sang, Oh Canada. They had barbecues and they had uh, play areas for the kids and they had singing festivals on the weekend. It was kind of a party. But we now know Prime Minister Trudeau evoked the Emergencies Act in Canada, which basically was designed to fight terrorism. It was a national security, and he went at them. And the police were brought in from across the country. Uh, Last weekend, they cleared out uh, the truckers. They arrested all close to 200 people, over 300 charges laid. Uh, The most draconian thing was going after the bank accounts, the bank accounts of these truckers, seizing many of the trucks, seizing their bank accounts, but also seizing the bank accounts of anybody who contributed to the protest. You know, the GoFundMe people and the the other uh, platform that was used, going after people who certainly just offered 50 bucks uh, to help the the protesting uh, truckers there in Ottawa. All right, so that chapter we've gone through. We'll see what's going to happen, by the way. Uh, Trudeau, uh, joined by the New Democratic Party in Canada uh, earlier this week, (laughs) voted to extend the Emergencies Act. Wait a minute, the trucks are all gone. People have been arrested. No, he said, uh, we still think there's a threat out there. So we're going to continue this Emergencies Act. We're going to continue to go after people freezing their bank accounts uh, because they, they were people, as Trudeau put it, and I've talked about this before. I was on with Sandy the other morning. I have a coffee cup, coffee cup that says, proud member of a small fringe minority with unacceptable views. Now, small fringe minority, unacceptable views, that's a quote of Trudeau. Unacceptable views. I talk a lot about that because that's pretty scary. That's point of view. That's freedom of speech. And uh, you had Trudeau basically saying, people with unacceptable views are a threat to this country. Well, you know, there are a lot of folks here in the United States who feel the same way as those thousands and thousands of Canadians, that it may not be opposition to vaccinations, but it is the ongoing mandates, mandates. And many people feel the Biden administration, even though we've gone through Omicron and hospitalizations uh, from Omicron are way down, that he plans to keep up this control over the American population. And so what's happening now, there are various trucker convoys that are being planned. Uh, in fact, some from some regions of the country are starting out uh, this morning. They are heading to Washington, D.C. And if you think Nancy Pelosi is going to welcome them, think again, she's already called out hundreds of National Guards to meet these truckers. There are other parts of this Uh, trucker convoy that will be starting out next week. But uh, some of them are going to be there for the Biden State of the Union address next Tuesday. Well, to talk a little bit about this and what's behind it all, we have with us this morning Ron Armstrong, who's president of Stand Up Michigan. Good morning, Ron. Good to have you with us. Good morning. It's great to be here. Yeah. Well, uh, you live in Michigan. Uh, One of the things that happened was that the Canadian truckers blocked the Ambassador Bridge there, 
and uh, you know the the strength, I guess, of both the Biden administration and the Canadian Trudeau government went hard on them, along with the governor of Michigan, Whitmer. What what uh, what was her uh, reaction to this? What did she do? Well, it's as ironic as it always is with Governor Whitmer. Um, it wasn't just the Ambassador Bridge, but they were then moving them north through Port Huron, which is where I was born and raised, which is just about 80 miles north to the Blue Water Bridge, and they were they they blocked that one as well. And uh, so her reaction, of course, was typical, as you can imagine. Now, picture this: of course, they shut down our economy in the name of a virus in 2020 for 90 days. And then later on in the fall, they shut it down for months more in some industries and restaurants for literally six months at a time. And we looked at the devastation that that did to our economy, to our churches, to certainly individuals' lives as well. And here we had a trucker convoy that blocked the bridge for a number of days. Let's just say it was five, six days. Literally, the media and our governor and the Biden administration began talking about the, the damage to our economy. Uh, that the that the uh, unions, uh, meaning especially the UAW and the plants, were not able to get their parts, and they were going to have to lay off people, and it was costing a hundred million dollars a day while they were shut down. Now, remember, they shut us down for months, and there was no accountability for the ridiculous, draconian measures, tyrannical measures that were taken by both our governor and many of those across the country. So it is typical; it's the narrative that they give. Um, they were uh, the, the the truckers and the Canadians were an incredibly, um, you know, this was a viral thing and you can't create viral. So trying to duplicate what happened in Canada, which um, what, what they didn't plan on was that the, the hundreds, if not thousands of truckers across Canada individually were videotaping what the reaction of the people were and they couldn't control that. So what you had is thousands and thousands of videos going viral all across the world of people being patriotic uh, in supporting their individual rights and liberties, and they could not control the message. They could have controlled Ottawa by simply having some visuals in, in place, but obviously this didn't work. And so it, what we've really seen here is is a rise up of the people, and I think it it uh, it, it lit a flame again in the people here who are saying, you know, we not only support those individual truckers, but we support our own individual rights and liberties. We know the majority of the people are are for our individual rights and against these measures that we've been seeing. Now, Ron, we have a First Amendment in this country that protects freedom of speech. But is there any fear out there, I wonder, that the Biden administration will try to go as far as Trudeau did in Canada and go after the truckers go after anybody who supports the truckers, like freezing their bank accounts, uh, basically shutting down uh, their ability to make a living. Uh, do you think it's going to go that that far here in the United States? I have no doubt they'll do whatever is necessary to control the people. The extension of this emergency past March 1st is for that uh, specific purpose. Um, you've seen and nobody could have comprehended that they could have not only gone after, you know, all of this started with the GoFundMe and then the leak by someone who supposedly hacked, I believe it was a government action, of those individuals who donated there so that they could target those both, I believe, in Canada, and I believe that information's been passed along to those in America as well. Um, I have no doubt that we're being spied on at every turn. 
uh, and what we do. It can't stop us from what we're what we you know what it is we need to do. Again, remember that again uh, our founding fathers again gave us these rights and these freedoms to choose and. Those were endowed, again, by our creator. Those rights for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the rights for us and what we, what did we see, the taking away of our right to assemble, that's the first thing. And by the way, that right to assemble and right to protest, peacefully protest, is was specifically done to protest against our government. It wasn't, it wasn't just against the mandate. It wasn't just against that. It was to protest any time the government overstepped and overreached, because as, again, the preamble talked about, is whenever any form of government becomes destructive to its ends, it is the rights of the people to alter or abolish it. We're not saying we need to abolish it. We're saying we need to uphold the laws and, and the rights that are given to us in the Constitution. And we need our legislators and we need our courts we need our individuals to all stand together, again, peacefully. But I believe what's happening right now is the truckers are saying in America, we've got to do something also. And so you're seeing two convoys, and when I say two, two larger convoys that are forming in America. And my big question is going to be is, what is the overall message? What is the demand? And how do they organize this without being infiltrated? Remember, lots of truckers are union truckers. A lot of people in America are going to be, I believe, there'll be infiltration. There, there, there'll be the video clips that are going to be shared and difficult in order for us to, um, you know, to, to, to combat that, and what we see in the media. But today we have the People's Convoy that is leaving uh, California. It's going to work its way across the country, arriving early next week. Um, and they're both starting from California. This one's taking the northern route. So uh, you can see that particular one if people want to learn more about it at thepeoplesconvoy.org, thepeoplesconvoy.org. There will be a list there. You can see a press release. You can also see the route they're taking. They're going to take the I-40 route basically through uh, California, uh, Arizona, Oklahoma, Missouri, on through Illinois, Ohio, and, and on its way east. And there will be a second one that's going to start next week. Uh, and, and that one is called the American Truckers Freedom, um, which is, it says, end the mandates. Um, you may have seen some stuff about that on Tucker as well. And that one's also starting on in uh, California, but working on the I-10 and staying south. All right. So if, if I, I want to understand this correctly for our folks, so you've got these two convoys that are starting out in California, one a northern route, one a southern route along the I-10. Uh, is the expectation that... Uh, truckers in these various states that this initial convoy are going to be going through that they'll be joined i've heard i've heard a figure of a close to 40,000 uh truckers may be involved in this by the time they get to uh dc well i think they're thinking some will join and for a period of time and maybe not they're not going to maybe all go to dc but and again i'm just hearing and, and talking with some of the organizers and and I'm repeating what I'm hearing from them, but they're asking people to join for periods of time as they come through their area. If they can join all the way to D.C., then that's fine. I have a, a word from both of them is neither one of them have any intentions of going into D.C. itself. Yeah. And so it's interesting that all of this barricading around the White House for the uh, uh, for the State of the Union is is just another fear mongering. It reminds you of of, uh, of a visual that they're trying to do with the J6 situation, trying to create a drama that doesn't exist. They are, uh, some of them, looking to, uh, you know, to, to shut down some of the entrances into the city, but they have also both said 
we're not going to block any emergency vehicles and we'll be providing all of that. But we want to make sure that that our voices are heard and that individually we want them to know that that truckers, you know, truckers are blue collar people. These aren't exactly your white collar individuals. And uh, I think you are going to see tens of thousands. And mostly what I want to see is people lining the streets of America uh, in support of, of not the truckers, but what they represent, which is our individual freedom. What do you describe in this, in your opinion, what, uh, how would you term a success for this? What are you, what do you think uh, will determine the success of this? What ingredient, what result will you say this was successful? Well, that is a good question. It's one of the things I talk to them all about is what is your your goal? Because what we're finding is that individual groups and individual truckers, we've got biker groups, we've got, uh, we've, there, there are lots of uh, service-oriented service trucks uh, that are looking to join this as well. Um, is uh, I, I guess what I would say is we do need to uh, end these mandates. Um, as some of them have said, they've got specific things that they've got listed there. They'd like our energy independence. There, some are arguing about this, these fuel prices and us uh, reopening the Keystone Pipeline. And there's all kinds of things that you'll see them listed on each of these two uh, websites, but. Um, my feeling is, is that it needs to simply light the freedom, light the lantern of freedom that is going to demonstrate to the government that the people are in control of America. Remember, again, that we give and it says the same thing in that preamble is that we give that we are the give the consent. We are the consent of the governed. It is not the other way around. And right now we have a literally this these emergency powers acts are giving unilateral, tyrannical powers to governors and to, of course, uh, you know, this administration. Ron, we got to... And it is time. We got a break coming up here. I want you to give the websites again that people can get some more information. Sure. Uh, The the website, uh, make sure there are two of them you're going to go to. One is americantruckersfreedomfund.com. americantruckersfreedomfund.com. And the second one is thepeoplesconvoy.org. Going to be interesting to watch what happens. Thank you so much, Ron Armstrong, president of Stand Up Michigan. Great to have you with us this morning, Ron. All right, want to hear from you now, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Is America ready to take back its freedom? 888-589-8840. Want to hear from you. When we come back, right after the break. Whether you're married or single, friendships with the opposite gender can be tricky, especially if the idea of forbidden fruit suddenly becomes more attractive. On the next Focus on the Family, Pastor Dave Carter explains how intimate friendships can create baby steps toward adultery, even among Christians. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. 
and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. From a distance, the fig leaves gave Jesus the impression that there was fruit on the tree. Upon closer inspection, the tree was fruitless. Perfect church attendance and ministry activity cannot replace actual Christ-like fruit produced in our lives. From a distance, it can appear as though we're bearing fruit, but what would we find with a closer look? Are we content with fruitful appearance, or do we yearn for the real thing? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This February, you can share heartbeats for the preborn. The Ministry of Preborn's mission is to rescue preborn babies. You see, every heartbeat proclaims our Creator's name. And when a mother considering abortion hears that heartbeat through ultrasound, the message is loud and clear. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. Preborn cries out for the preborn through heartbeats while supporting moms in crisis nationwide. When an expectant mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. And 80% of the time, she'll choose life for her baby. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. On February 11th, I asked in this space, what is Vladimir Putin thinking? Now we know. After the Russian dictator invaded eastern Ukraine earlier this week, he's channeling another tyrant's calculations of nearly nine decades ago. Similarities between Adolf Hitler's actions and Putin's recent conduct are striking. An Anschluss like the Nazis' uncontested occupation of Austria has lately happened in Belarus. Putin has reprised the Third Reich's brazen seizure of Czechoslovakia's German-populated Sudetenland in the name of ethnic solidarity with his operations in Ukraine's Crimea and Donbass regions. Vladimir Putin now probably calculates that, like Hitler, he can finish the dismembering of the country he's targeted. The Western response, again, has been too little, too late. And most worrying, like Hitler, he has a powerful partner in such crimes. His Stalin is another ruthless communist, China's Xi Jinping. Brace for impact. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And indeed, welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Sandy Rios in the Morning. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy. As I mentioned off the top of the program, Sandy will be back over the next couple of days coming live from the CPAC meeting in Florida, uh, where she'll be talking about some of the movers and shakers in the conservative movement across the country. They'll be there. Of course, a lot of talk about the fall midterm elections going on down there, but also uh, on to 2024. Uh, because there are going to be people there who would like to run for president for Republicans. So it should be very interesting. So be be tuned for sure uh, over the next couple of days to Sandy Rios in the morning as she comes live from that CPAC meeting in Florida. By the way, uh, the website uh, for the trucker convoy 
uh, part of which is starting out from California this morning, headed to the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We're going to put the website up on our getter, and uh, you'll be able to get it there and keep track. As our guest, uh, Ron Armstrong, was just saying, that he expects as people roll along, or he's hoping uh, that people will at least, at least cheer the truckers on as they head towards Washington, D.C. They're making the same kind of demands as we have seen the truckers in Canada, that they want these draconian government mandates to end. There's no purpose in them anymore. Uh, Americans, just like Canadians, want their freedom back. And that's what this convoy is all about. As we mentioned, uh, Nancy Pelosi has already called out hundreds of National Guard putting up fences around the Capitol building. But as we understand, uh, these trucks don't plan to go into the district per se, but plan to be on the beltway around D.C. And uh, they feel that they can still get the uh, government's attention by doing that. All right, 888-589-8840 is the number to call. Uh, let's go to our phones right now and first to Louisiana and Gary. Gary, good morning. Go ahead. Hey, Fred. How are you today? I'm doing great, sir. Hey, I was uh, I was making a post on Facebook just a couple days ago talking about how we can finally get rid of the nine-tenths on our gas prices to make room for the tens digit. <laughs> and what's the significance of that? Well, I mean, the price just keeps going up. You oh, know? I know. I know. I was thinking, you know, this administration is, I mean, all these tax revenues they get is based on the percentages. So yes. they're just getting buku more dollars, you know, with the higher prices. So they're not about to change it. Yeah, I, I hope the American people are starting to see, you know, when Joe Biden killed the Keystone Project, <laughs> the first day in office back in January of last year, people may have shrugged their shoulders and said, well, well, you know, uh, we'll get along. Uh, but we're now seeing the impact of that. Joe Biden has taken away the energy independence that Donald Trump gave us. And now we have we saw gasoline prices starting to rise even before Ukraine got on the radar and what that's now going to mean. And we just played a clip of Joe Biden a few moments ago saying that Americans, uh, you're going to have to pay the price uh, now because uh, Russian oil and gas is going to be cut off. The uh, dependence in Europe on that source for Russian oil and natural gas, that means our prices are going to go up even more as there's a squeeze put on the global energy sources. And Joe Biden says, America, just put up with it. Uh, That's the price you're going to have to pay uh, for the freedom somewhere else. And people are just shaking their heads and saying, you know, just 40, but uh, 24 months ago, we were energy independent. And now we have a an administration. Hey, listen, has uh, my boss, Tim Wildman, has said many times, elections have consequences, folks. And now you're going to see it not only at the gas pump, but you're also going to see it as, as prices are already going up on grocery items and other items. But now as those trucks, those truckers are going to have to pay more for gas and, and diesel oil to get the products to your store, you're going to see even more increases. Thank you. Joe Biden. All right. Uh, on with more calls this morning. Uh, we say good morning to Risa in Mississippi. Risa, go ahead. Hi. Good morning, Fred. I appreciate you being on this show today. I'm in- always interested to hear from you. Thank you. I am very hopeful and very, I have so much pride for the truckers in Canada and also for the truckers 
in the United States. I think this can have an effect even on the church to help us to rise up and come together and combat this mandate situation. I'm really proud of them for the things that they have to give up in order to do this. And this was what, exactly what our country was built on. Uh, that's right. So that's, that's it exactly, Risa. And, uh, you know, we, <laughs> who would have, who would have, as, as the saying goes, who would have thunk it? Uh, that the truckers were going to take the lead in standing up for freedom, in standing up for freedom. I heard a guest on Tony Perkins' show, Washington Watch, I believe it was last week, and uh, the guest offered this opinion that the truckers were doing what our preachers should be doing from the pulpit. Now, there are some, you know, there are are preachers who say, you know, well, that's a political issue. I don't want to talk about that from the pulpit. But, you know, this, this really is about freedom of speech and freedom of point of view, as we have pointed out, uh, that in Canada, Trudeau is going after anybody who simply supported, simply supported uh, those truckers financially. Uh, and, and, and there's a video out there, I'm not sure if YouTube still has it up, a video of the cops showing up at a coffee shop, a coffee shop in Ottawa. All that person was doing, it was giving cups of coffee to the truckers, but they showed up there and uh, basically want to penalize somebody for offering these truckers a cup of coffee. Now, this is the kind of thing that, you know, we, we, we might see in Beijing, uh, that we might see in Moscow, but we never expected that kind of control over people in Canada or the United States. And so I think this trucker's convoy is extremely timely, timely and extremely important. All right, uh, to Oklahoma. Keith, good morning. Go ahead. Good morning, Fred. Uh, appreciate your uh, your time uh, in Sandy's seat this morning. All right. I just wanted to, uh, in, in the in the vein of the the truckers' convoy, it, it reminded me of something that happened that I learned about that happened in Brazil in 1964, I believe it was. Uh, uh, after Castro, there was a big push for communism and socialism in Central America mm-hmm. and a uh, and a grassroots uprising took place and returned that country the country of Brazil to uh, rule rule by the people there's a small pamphlet that was written in the 60s uh, called the country that saved itself that I would commend to people to go online and find and read about uh, about that yeah. Well, Keith, thank you very much. You know, it's sometimes it takes where we are right now in the United States, what we have seen in Canada, sometimes it takes um, something of this level to make people appreciate the freedoms that we have. Because when it's taken away, as we have seen in Canada, by Trudeau's draconian and tyrannical move, to punish people for their point of view on the truckers' convoy, then people start to understand, listen, we have great freedoms, whether it's Canada or the United States. But they're in jeopardy right now under the guise that we have a government that wants to take care of us and protect us from the pandemic. We're now two years into this pandemic. It's really not a pandemic anymore. Better described as an endemic like the flu you want to take the shot, take the shot. But mandates, 
forcing people out of their jobs like Biden is doing. 16,000 military people are standing to lose their jobs because they don't take the jab. Even though now, two years into it, we know that people who are vaccinated can still get the virus. We're not following the science anymore. We're following a political agenda. under, And it's Joe Biden's political agenda, folks. Be very much aware of that. All right. Uh, to Arkansas. Michael, good morning. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Fred. Thanks for having me on this morning. Um, I just had a couple comments on the convoy. Uh, I myself have been in logistics for about 22 years, and uh, I wanted to say I fully support them, and I pray for their safe journey across the country. Uh, One thing that caught my attention was uh, your previous guest from Michigan stated that I-40 ran from California, Oklahoma to Missouri. Uh, in fact, I-40 runs through Oklahoma, Arkansas, yes. and through Tennessee. Uh-huh. Anyhow, just wanted to say that, and uh, I was very surprised, or still am, at Mr. Trudeau's communistic viewpoints. I had no idea that he held them. And I oh. hope we can learn something as a nation from that. Oh, absolutely, Michael. Uh, I wish I had time to go into that a little bit, uh, but... Uh, Jan Markell, on her Understanding the Times uh, show heard here on American Family Radio during the weekends, uh, played a clip, a montage of clips of Western leaders, including Trudeau, who basically confessed that he wanted to use the pandemic as a a step up to something greater. You've heard terms like reset, build back better. Biden has used that many times. There's a whole lot more to this, folks that comes from the globalist mentality. And the globalist mentality is basically this. Governments need more control over the people, and they argue to save the planet. So uh, understand that. That's the point of view that Trudeau and other globalists come from, and Biden is there. John Kerry, who is his, what, uh, environmental czar, I think that's the title that he was given uh, by the Biden administration, Those people believe there's a certain group of people and they're the only ones that have the intelligence to run the world and everybody else just needs to comply. That's the thinking. And that's, that's the fear that these governments, Canadian government, uh, the Biden administration using the mandates has a way to bring that kind of uh, control over the people. That's why we've heard, I don't know if you saw that video uh, from Project Veritas last week that came out, a guy from the, uh, the uh, FDA saying, yes, there's another booster. Uh, that's The plan is to have mandatory boosters every year. In other words, uh, that's a way to keep the government control over people, to have these mandatory boosters. If you don't, you're going to lose your job. All right, I think we have uh, time for one more call. Uh, Texas. Good morning, Mark. Go ahead. Good morning, Mr. Fred. I'm calling as a former citizen of the Philippines Mm. um, and a U.S. citizen now. I always wonder how come the religious groups in the United States, a country that is supposedly God-fearing, has not taken action yet, uh, just like we have done in the Philippines. Remember, in 1988, when the Filipino people uh, was so fed, were so fed up with the government of Marcos dictatorship. Mm-hmm. The religious groups led the people into revolting against the government and removed the, gov- the, the Marcoses 
from power. So that's my uh, reason for calling you. Yeah, the uh, the religious leaders have to understand it's their freedoms too. And I, I think, Mark, I appreciate your comments and your perspective having come from the Philippines and experienced what happens when you have a dictatorship in place. Because if anybody thinks that the... Uh, that these globalists uh, who favor more government control over people's lives, if Christians, I'll say the evangelical community, somehow believes that that won't impact them, well, wait and see. We saw a little bit of this early on in the pandemic, the controls to shut down church services. And people like John MacArthur and a few others stood up and fought that. But the, if, if anybody thinks that... Uh, pastors will somehow be exempt from these kinds of controls. And we've seen uh, a desire by, uh, by the left with their friends in the courts to restrict freedom of speech. Uh, there are multiple court cases now of Christian florists and Christian photographers and Christian uh, web designers. They simply want to stand up for the freedom of their religion and beliefs, but the courts are taking them to, to, to court. Uh, to stop them uh, from saying, simply stating, I believe what the Bible says, for instance, about homosexuality. So it is religious freedom. It's not just freedom of speech. It is religious freedom that's also in jeopardy with this kind of mentality, this desire to control people, to control the message, to control the narrative. All right, been great to be with you. Once again, you can get updates on the trucker convoys at our getter. We're going to put the website up so that you can keep track of that. And as our guest said, get out there and support the truckers. Wave the American flag. Let them know that you, too, want to fight for freedom. All right. Great to be with you. More great programming here on American Family Radio. We'll see you again real soon. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.